This is Morgan Michael, welcoming you to Kindsight 101, the podcast where you'll hear from world-renowned educational leaders about the mobilizing power of kindness, together by challenging our assumptions and venturing beyond the status quo in education, we can make a big impact, one small act at a time. My shortest version, my really nutshell version for myself about child honoring is it envisions a world in which everybody at every level, and so that's the corporate world, the education world, the parenting world, the just we're human beings world, that every decision you're making considers the impact on the child. And that if we all collectively were doing that, we'd be in a much better position Child honoring is respecting earth and child. So respecting earth is a really big part of this vision as well. And that idea that this earth is what our children are going to inherit. So it does make sense that they go hand in hand. This is part two of my interview with Kristen Weens. Today, we focus on her work with activist and musician Rafi, talking about the nine principles of child honoring, exploring her collaborative online course with him, and highlighting her beautiful book, The Gratitude Jar. Kristen is a special education inclusion coach at School District 62 in Victoria, BC, Canada. Passionate about inclusion, visuals, UDL, self-reg, mindfulness, and creativity, she is also a speaker and the author of My Gratitude Jar. Make sure you listen to part one of my interview with inclusion coach Kristen Weens as we discuss the transformative and creative use of visuals in the classroom, including specific tips and tricks for amping up your effectiveness. You won't want to miss that conversation. Please see the show notes for links to her amazing free visuals and gratitude jar reading at northstarpaths.com. You can follow Kristen on Twitter at kweens62 or on Instagram at kristen.weens as well. Hope you enjoy the conversation. I want to talk a little bit about Rafi and the child honoring. First of all, you are connected to Rafi. You are actually doing a course together and and you've done numerous collaborations together. First of all, before we even talk about the child honoring, I'd, I'd love to understand how you two became connected in this journey together. All right. Um, I'll try to give you the uh, medium ver- version, the not long version, but not <laughs> the, the elevator pitch. Um, so I first heard Rafi speak about child honoring in 2004. He was speaking at um, UVic, the University of Victoria, and it was the first time that I had heard the term child honoring, which is a philosophy that he um, has created and promotes. And it's just a beautiful philosophy. I encourage people to go and check it out. The RafiFoundation.org gives you lots of information. Um, But really, it was like somebody put into words what I believe about how we should treat children and ultimately how we should treat everyone. And, And as a side note, I just this resonance with it because I actually feel I was very privileged that that was really how I was raised by my parents and I always knew my upbringing was a little bit unique in the way that I was was treated and raised and so it was um, a nice validation there too so it was a level of gratitude there um, so I 
I, from that point on, just tried to stay connected with his organization and with what he was doing. So I started volunteering. He actually lives on Salt Spring Island. And so the, um, the Child Honoring Office and the Rafi Foundation Office is over there. And over the years, I went to different, if they had speakers in or a book launch or different events. And I have directed traffic and <laughs> poured tea and done childcare. And just, I just wanted to support the vision with, in any way I could, just because I, I thought it was wonderful. Um, so, uh, of course, uh, the, a byproduct of that was that I, I did bump into Rafi more often because I was there at every all the events. And so from there, we kind of struck up a friendship. And um, then I, I had heard him speak about this idea that he wanted to create an online course for child honoring. Um, and so a few years back, I offered to to facilitate a, a planning session. I do um, some work with the PATHS process, which is an eight-step. We do it for students, a person-centered planning process that we love. And it can be used for groups and projects as well, kind of adapted. And so I offered to come over and, and to do a, a PATH, facilitate a PATH for this vision of the online course. So what would that look like? What would be the steps? And and from there, um, got involved more specifically with the online course. And somewhere around that same time, I was starting to make these graphics around education. And really, it was an exercise in um, the, my graphics work well with like, if there's a list of things or a number of things. And mm -hmm. so I was looking for something really to practice on. Um, and I I think it was Christmas break. I had a bit of time. And so I looked at the um, the covenant for honoring children and it has nine principles. And I thought, there's a list. This is something I'm passionate about. I wonder what this would look like in a visual form. So I created the um, the graphic that, in, that highlights the nine principles and just gifted it to Rafi that just put it out there. And from that, um, he and his board became interested in having um, my style of illustration to rep to be part of the online course, um, which in hindsight now I'm like, it actually makes sense because it there is a childlikeness to my material, but my materials are created for adults. So it's that sweet spot between um, a, a lightness about it that child honoring definitely embraces child honoring is important work it's big work but um Rafi's focus is is very much on keeping it joyful as well yes and so I looking back I'm like oh I think I was in awe at the time like really yeah. <laughs> you want me to be involved in this <laughs> um and when I look back I'm like oh okay it makes a bit more sense now that I'm more comfortable with the idea yes. and so I did this path I committed to doing the illustrations and then that expanded to being involved in the content as well. And so what an extreme privilege and joy to, we spent over a year creating an online course, which is now out there and available to the world. It's a, a self-paced course. So it's, it's out and people are, are the feedback we're getting is really positive. So that's really encouraging. Um, so yeah, then that's how I got involved with the course. And then now we're, we're busy creating, um, live kind of face-to-face -face workshop offerings. We're going to be doing one November 22nd in um, 
at uh, UVic, and we're in the midst of, of kind of translating a lot of what we have in the course into a workshop form, format. But now we're actually being um, even more specific, and this one will have a decidedly social-emotional learning lens. And so really trying to take the this wonderful, overarching philosophy of child honoring and bring it into a practical um, and this one's also very specifically for educators. Child honoring isn't just for educators, but this workshop is and that social emotional learning lens. So that's really exciting for me because that's it's the that's your wheelhouse. The two. Yeah. 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 So, oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. What a story. And I, I can I can see that sort of awe. But then I think about the value that you were able to add to his work is is significant. Right. And obviously very, very well deserved. We've talked about child honoring now. I think it's worthwhile maybe talking about what is child honoring? What's the philosophy behind it? And what are some of the the main principles that that really exemplify it? My sh- shortest version, my really nutshell version for myself about child honoring is it envisions a world in which everybody at every level And so that's the corporate world, the education world, the parenting world, the just we're human beings world, that every decision you're making considers the impact on the child. And that if we all collectively were doing that, we'd be in a much better position. Child honoring is respecting earth and child. So respecting earth is a really big part of this vision as well. And that idea that this earth is what our children are going to inherit. So it does make sense that they go hand in hand. So in a nutshell, for me, it's that idea of are we making decisions? Are we realizing the impact that this has on our children? And the child is that universal. We all societies, all countries value and care for their children. So it's that um, perhaps a piece that we could more easily gather around and agree upon because we do all care for our children. Um so that being said, the the nine principles all support that in different ways. And it's been really exciting for me to see how they all do connect to education. So respectful love is the first one and all the others build on that. So that's that, the basic principle. To me, that's a strong connection to unconditional positive regard that do we offer kindness and compassion to, to all children and all people? Um Diversity is in there, which obviously connects to my work with inclusion. Caring communities, we see classrooms and schools as caring communities and places where child honoring is put into action. Uh, Conscious parenting is there. And so we support, obviously, we support parents in our role as educators, and that's important. But a neat kind of translation for me from the conscious parenting as educators are Uh, child honoring really invites us to reflect on what we bring from the past to our our current situation and our parenting style and I think we can do that as educators too what what impacted us as educators as young people when we were students and are we consciously deciding if we want to bring those practices forward or if we want to change them wow that's that's a yeah that's powerful yeah that's a really strong connection to conscious parenting and that reflective piece Emotional intelligence is um, one of the core principle 
benefits of child honoring, and that ties, again, in my work very strongly to self-regulation. Actually, Stuart Shanker is a member of Rafi's advisory committee, so there's a neat connection there between two of my passions. Yes. Um, and then we have um, nonviolence, safe environments. Those obviously have very strong connections with our education system. Sustainability is a big one, and it's exciting to see how that is also becoming more embedded into uh, education at all levels. And ethical commerce is the ninth principle, which um, took for me a little bit more to wrap my brain around. But that idea, if we think about ethical commerce and what 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 would that mean? That's that's being honest, that's treating people fairly, that's um, being authentic and, and all of those things really tie into social emotional learning too. That yes. if we have those pieces in place, we'd actually have, as these young people grow up, if they kept those principles with them, we would end up in a world where there was more ethical commerce. So so it was really exciting for me as an educator to to see how the all the principles did weave into to my work as an educator. And I'd love to thank you, first of all, for, for going through those because, I, I mean, they're so important and s- such a core component of the whole philosophy of child honoring. And I'd like to link your graphic, if, we, if I can, in the sure. show notes so that people can really take a look along with some of your others as well. I just think they're so valuable and you can easily print them off and just have them near your desk just to remind you too, which is so great. Yeah, thank you. That would be great. Um, actually, it's interesting, right from after um, hearing Rafi speak at UVic, um, I've always had the covenant posted somewhere where I can see it daily as kind of that anchor or North Star. So yes, um, it's exciting for me to see how people are printing off some of the work that I've created and using it in, in, in a similar way, that idea of, yeah, I want to remember this, this or that. And, and that's very humbling and and. Uh, fills me with joy. That's awesome. Before I let you go, because I do want to be mindful of time for you. And mm-hmm. before we do our rapid fire questions, I do want to touch on the gratitude jar book because it is such an incredible little book. Oh, and, thanks. Yeah. And you have it also online that there's a YouTube reading, uh, where you actually read the book, but it's yep. such a beautiful little book. And you know, this little boy, Jacob, who learns the power of gratitude and learns these two essential lessons from his teacher, Miss Lane, can you briefly tell us maybe the essence of this book and why we need this practice more than ever in in schools, but maybe in the larger community and, and the world at large right now? Yeah. Um, so gratitude's always been uh, a core principle, a value that I've held dear to my heart. I was very fortunate to grow up in a... Um, well, I mean, we can. Where do you start? In Canada, in with a loving, with loving parents, in in Victoria, like there's just always so much to be grateful for, and I I have found that it's again an anchor for me when obviously life has not been perfect. It never is for any of us, but coming back to that core principle has really helped me stay grounded and find my footing under me at when things seem shaky. And so that idea that it's something that can be encouraged for children to have in their lives. And then particularly for when I created this book, actually, it was my final project for my master's degree. And so a big shout out to Vancouver Island University, who allowed me to do something this creative for my final project. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking really intently at how mindfulness could help 
um, in our efforts to help promote self-regulation in school districts. So those two were very nicely connected. I was happy to find strong research that supports that. And then I wanted to make something practical for educators and thinking about, well, one part of of mindfulness can be that component of gratitude. And so there's also a little bit of weaving in that idea of breathing as a nice self-regulation tool that's woven in there. And yeah, so just trying to get a, a very practical practice that could be used in classrooms. And and so it's been lovely to see. I sometimes get people sharing on social media. Their classrooms have made gratitude jars or gratitude trees or different different bits and pieces, and they'll share what they're doing with me. It's very popular around Thanksgiving, both in Canada and the States. So that's a fun time of year for me to watch what what um, people are doing with it. That's fantastic. And I've recommended it also in my Pro-D workshops because I think it's so accessible and mm. the languaging is so clear and it's just, it's a, it's a great little book. So thank you for sharing that and doing so, so openly too. It's a, it's a gift. So thank you for that. Well, and thank you for sharing and thank you for your kind words. Before we move on to those rapid fire questions, where can people find you and your work? Um, so on Twitter, I'm at kweens62, Instagram, kristen.weens. And all of my um, graphics are available for free downloads at northstarpaths.com. And like you said, the gratitude jar, I read it completely on YouTube. That channel is Long Story Shorts with a Z. And there are other a few other um, stop motion videos there promoting various things. There's a very short video on visuals, which um, some educators have said has been helpful as far as starting that conversation if you're trying to promote it more on a school-wide level. And uh, another one that's quite popular is one about fidgets and yes. that idea that that plays into f- self-regulation as well. Yes, that's fab. And I just love it. First of all, what a creative name, long story shorts. I love it. And <laughs> your work's great. And I've seen several of those videos. So I'll definitely link that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we move along? But you've, you've um, covered a lot of your a lot of the highlights for me. I'll take the opportunity to thank you for the the good work you're doing. Mm-hmm. I love the the idea that so many of us in education are are looking at these positive ways to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the work you're doing. Thank you so much, Kristen. What does kindness mean to you in a few words or less? Compassion. What one skill or superpower does an educator need to lead with in order to be effective? The ability to, to be present compassionately and non-judgmentally and that's easier said than done and finally what is a quote that you would have printed on one of those cups that could be sold in bookstores around the world everyone's doing the best they can yeah good one Kristen Weens, this has been a delight thank you so so much for taking the time with me today to have this interview it's been great and I've learned a lot I love all the stories around the connection between you and Rafi what you're doing with your visuals and I've spoken to teachers who have been recipients of your incredible work as a coach and everybody sings your praises so thank you for the good work that you're doing globally but also in the micro thank you so much oh that's very kind of you thank you 
I want to thank you for the wonderful reviews that you've left for this podcast on iTunes. Your reviews make a big difference in helping other educators find this show. If you think that I'm doing good work here and you'd like others to get inspired and join our 21-day kindness challenge and movement, I'd love it if you would take a minute, head over to iTunes, and leave a review. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Kind Sight 101, the podcast. For links to resources mentioned in this episode, visit smallactbigimpact.com and click on our podcast and choose this episode number. Now, I'd love to give my audience a heads up about my new book, which will provide ideas, actionable strategies, and inquiry-based approaches to creating kinder classroom through serving the community. Subscribe to my blog for more information. Now, I would love to hear from you. What's the biggest insight that you gain from this conversation? Head over to our website, smallactbigimpact.com, leave a comment on our podcast page, or tag and connect with us on social media with the hashtag smallactbigimpact to share your inspiring story of kindness. Can't wait to hear from you.